How do social media, gender roles, and ageism affect agriculture? Find out in Beyond the Field, a podcast brought to you by The Mosaic Company. Listen to the farmers who are changing the industry for the better. Visit beyondthefieldpodcast.com to learn more. And welcome to The Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of The Scoop, Margie Echelkamp, joining us today for a discussion on all things policy and government regulations that ag retailers should be keen on is ARA's Richard Gupton. Richard, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be here, Margie. So, Richard, as, as we're sitting here kind of mid to late October, there's still a lot of things moving in D.C. Could you share with our audience what's going on both with the Supreme Court nomination as well as the COVID-19 relief bill. Yeah, glad to do that. Yeah, uh, Yesterday, the Senate tried to bring up their package for a, a basically the fifth package on COVID-19 relief. It was $600 billion to provide it for the Paytech Protection Program, additional money for testing, money for vaccines to help with schools reopening. And also, you know, there's a big court fight over the Affordable Care Act. And so they had a provision in there to make sure the pre-existing conditions provisions were protected no matter what decision the court makes related to that law. Um, Unfortunately, that bill did not advance. The Senate Democrats filibustered, which means blocked it. it, didn't allow it even to come up for a debate. An amendment. Uh, they want a larger package similar to what the House has passed. It's over two trillion dollars, and just I mean that's they've already spent. Just in perspective, they've spent three trillion dollars on COVID-19 in four separate packages. This would be on top of that, and and to put it in perspective as well, you've got the federal budget is t- in a typical year, the entire federal budget is three trillion dollars. So they've well surpassed that the budget deficit. Is, is is over three trillion for 2020, um, and it surpassed even the uh, economy, the U.S. economy. Like if you look at that perspective, that's that's kind of the type of amount of money we're talking about. So there's a big fight about how much COVID-19 relief and whether anything will be able to get done or not, um, at least prior to the election. Yeah, really talking about things on a grand scale there. Uh, another uh, thing happening in D.C. that has brought a lot of attention, probably both in terms of our uh, policymakers, but also the general public, would be the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. Where do things stand now on on her nomination to the Supreme Court? And, and what has that meant for anything else going on in D.C. right now? Well, there's already been a lot of partisan fighting on other issues. I just mentioned the COVID-19. Uh, this just kind of uh, puts everything else on kind of steroids with the Supreme Court nomination and the and the untimely passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And so this morning, actually, the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, voted uh, unanimously Republicans to advance her nomination to the uh, Senate floor. The Senate uh, Democrats on that committee um, um, kind of protested and did not show up for the vote. Uh, they still voted and moved the nomination forward. They also approved several other federal judges. And so the, the clock will start ticking on the Senate floor beginning probably tomorrow. They're going to be in session over the weekend. 
And then my understanding is m Monday of next week, you know, just a week before the election, the full Senate will vote on her nomination. They've also advanced as a committee this morning several other federal judge judge uh, nominations, um, which will put the pr President Trump have basically appointed almost a, a quarter of all federal judges and maybe more uh, before the end of this year. So it'll be a big impact, but that's the big focus of the Senate right now uh, prior to the election is COVID-19 and, and getting uh, approval for Senator, uh, for uh, this uh, Supreme Court for Amy Coney Barrett. Excellent. Yeah, Richard, uh, we should probably timestamp our conversation uh, for folks that we are talking today, which is Thursday, October 22nd. And you reference um, the upcoming election, right? <laughs> and uh, as you are starting uh, to think about what maybe uh, is on the other side of the election, what what issues are you watching the most carefully? Yeah, I mean, obviously the polls are all over the place. Um, as of right now, it looks like you know Vice President Biden is favored, um, and there's a lot of uh, the Senate's up and a balance of power too, as well as the House will likely stay in Democrat control. The Senate is up in the air. There's a lot of uh, Republicans have more seats up for re-election. And so if uh, we're looking at if they change, if it's all Democrat controlled, there's going to be a, a lot of things that the industry is going to have to prepare for and be proactive on related if it's climate change legislation, uh, tax related issues, um, protecting pesticide products for other tools in the industry, things like that is really where the industry is going to have to be proactive and, and uh, working with their lawmakers to educate them on the importance of agriculture. If we've seen anything really during the COVID-19 pandemic is that our industry is an essential industry, uh, making sure the grocery stock shelves remained uh, full and the consumers have a steady and affordable and safe food supply. And that's the ag industry making sure that happens and and that's something we're going to remind uh whoever's in whoever wins this election uh the, the great things the industry's doing excellent and we will be right back with richard after this message from our podcast sponsor from transforming overnight into a youtube star to paving the way for women in agriculture the stories of american farmers might surprise you there aren't many places to hear the real stories of the american farm until now beyond the field by the mosaic company allows you to be a fly on the wall in these conversations we interview farmers from different backgrounds and regions about how their paths have led to unexpected opportunities in spite of challenges like dated gender roles and the looming presence of social media these farmers show that with grit and creativity you can forge your own way they educate the public on agriculture's impact in unique ways and inspire the future generations of farmers to keep the world turning. These stories will entertain, educate, and most importantly, deepen your connection to farming in your community. Listen to the Beyond the Field podcast brought to you by The Mosaic Company. Listen today at beyondthefieldpodcast.com. Thanks for joining us on the Scoop Podcast. We are talking to ARA's Richard Gupton. 
Richard, I, I know you mentioned those policies, the regulations that you're really watching there, you and your team in D.C. You talked about climate change, some other pending issues, and I know there's been a lot of action and buzz around FIFRA. If you could give us an update on the latest there. Well, there's uh, been legislation introduced by Senator Udall, a Democrat from New Mexico, and Congressman Nagus, of a Democrat from Colorado, and their legislative effort would re really kind of undermine FIFRA, which regulates pesticides, registrations, and re-registrations. It's a big area of concern because obviously it's important tools to use for modern agricultural production. So uh, we're continuing to do outreach efforts to Senate and House offices to raise concerns about that legislation to make sure that the underlying laws that regulate uh, pesticide products remain in place that they follow the peer-reviewed science and the data and not kind of politicize the process. The EPA's Office of Pesticide Program, uh, their scientists and researchers are the ones that review all these products. And we would, you know, they do it on a regular basis. We want to make sure that process r remains uh, following, again, the science and the data and, and doesn't get politicized. So that's that's a big concern for us. Um, and, and including going to the next Congress, this is a big effort from the ag industry really has to educate uh, all members of Congress on the importance of these tools, again, to make sure we have safe, abundant, and affordable food production. And, and if we don't have those tools available, that'll be a big challenge. Yeah, excellent. And, and Richard, we are going to be uh, both participating, I'm moderating, and I think you're a panelist for an, a session at the upcoming ARA online conference and expo. Could you tell folks a little bit what they could expect from that panel? Yeah, we've got some industry experts, Scott Rollins with Wilbur Ellis, along with Chuck Spencer with Growmark, along with myself. And we really want to focus on, we'll, you know, it'll only be a, a little while out from the election. Hopefully by then we'll know the actual election results um, and know kind of what the landscape is. But we're going to kind of do a deep dive and kind of whoever's in charge, what does the industry really need to be focused on moving forward? And obviously that dynamic may change depending on if it's a completely controlled by Democrats or whether we have a divided government. Uh, but, it, but in addition to the things I've already mentioned, uh, the farm bill will have to be starting to look at for uh, reauthorization. Uh, they did pass one in 2018, but the Congress usually tries to start early to look at those programs and where things can be approved. Um, trade is going to be a big factor no matter what. Um, good news is I saw American Farm Bureau Federation shared some data on some record export commitments for corn and soybeans, but that'll be a big driver um, and ag exports got impacted also by the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Um, no matter who wins as well, uh, transportation infrastructure investment is a big focus. So we're going to talk about all of those types of things and, and much more and how our industry really needs to get more engaged and involved with their members of Congress, with their associations, on how to help shape, shape this policy direction for the future of our country. Excellent, Richard. And so folks know the 2020 ARA Conference and Expo is an online event taking place December 1st and 2nd. The panel that Richard mentions with those industry leaders and in, in, in um, Scott as well as Chuck 
will be taking place on December 2nd. And we will also be leaving some time for attendee questions. So if anybody has uh, policy questions post-election, we would encourage you to register by going to aradc.org. Richard, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. My pleasure. appreciate the opportunity. And that concludes our discussion today with ARA's Richard Gupton. I'm the Scoop editor, Margie Echelkamp. You're welcome to join us on Twitter at Farmers Advisor. And we'll be with you next time on the Scoop podcast. One farm family has a side hustle. Another's spouse had to step away for it to succeed. Listen to the Beyond the Field podcast by The Mosaic Company. Hear stories from farmers whose common thread is about changing the industry. Learn more at beyondthefieldpodcast.com.